Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel. I've got Joy O'Connor and Dennis Dick with me this morning. You know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about earnings. We are in the thick of it now. We had Microsoft last night, Alphabet last night. Uh, Today, we've got Facebook, just to name the biggest ones, but there's like several hundred companies reporting earnings between yesterday and today. So a lot to get to on that front. We'll cover as many earnings reports as we can. Rob Friesen from Stock Odds will join us today at 835. He is our guest. He's also Dennis's boss, fun fact. So uh, if you have any questions about Dennis as, as an employee, uh, save him for 835. Uh, that's going to be the show. We'll try to take as many questions from the chat as we can as well. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Richard, Riff Raff, Miss Whitehorse. Uh, who else do we got here? Johan, Dino, Chris. How y'all doing? Martin, PJ, what's up? What's up? What's up? Smash that like button for me. Let's get the show on the road. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. We are now joined by Joel Conan. Joel, good morning. And there's Dennis. Let's bring him on too. What's up? What's up? How are we doing? The market's up. They're up 20 handles, 419050. Uh, we're up. I mean, that's that's the only thing I can say, rough for now. Uh, crude's down 12 cents, 10158. Uh, gold finding a home, trying to find support here in 1900, but it's down a buck fifty, 190260. Silver can't get over 24 yet, up 18.6, 2373. Bitcoin took a hit, but likes 38K once again, up 860, 39,080. Ethereum, that's going up too. Just kind of quiet. That finally supported 2,800, 
of 55.50 at 28.92. Dennis, I know exactly what this market needs to do today. Well, I, I don't know what it needs to do, so please enlighten me. We need to have an inside day. We need to calm down. Inside? I never go outside, Joel. Yeah. We need an it. We need a quiet day. We need to hold the low. I don't know what you want to consider the low yesterday, the after hours blitzkrieg, or you know the regular session low. I I include the after hour trading. I, I do too. Yeah, because it's there, man. It trades the price. Um, and I, I don't even want a big rally. I don't even want to go up and take out the pre market high and just go right back to four. I don't want that. I want the market to calm down. Get some footing in here, build a little base, and then go up. I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's what the market needs today. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. But I think we just absolutely need to hold the lows, the February lows. We know mm-hmm. four ten sixty four on the spy. So far, so good. But the QQQs took it out yeah. on Friday. We made new lows on on Friday yesterday. We made new lows. I don't know. We've bounced back. So, anyways, there's two stocks moving in opposite directions that are dictating the course of today's actions. Spencer Israel. Well, before he does that, I just want to show yep. the, the the IWM. You uh, you alerted sure. me to that. You know, when the when the when the spoos are moving like they are off the big reports, you said you like to, and that's a good point. Look at that thing. Holy and it made new lows too. Yeah. Just yes. barely yesterday. Yeah. Just barely, we made a new low by about forty cents. But it yeah. doesn't look healthy. Like you look at that bottom right chart, and you're like, yeah. it looks like it's ready to fall off a cliff. Yeah. And, the old, and who am well, I to argue with the cliff divers there? So I don't know. I mean, I the think I'm out until 160 ish on IWM, which would be an epic disaster because that would be another 15% down from here. So I don't know. You're, I guess support is support until it's broken. But man, that support looks like it looks like the Tesla support. That does not look kind of look like what Tesla looked like just going oh, back exactly. to before yeah. yesterday. <laughs> do you ever, do you ever watch like Tesla? Bring up Tesla now. I will. And, I and, will. You know, when you hang out near the support level for too long, eventually you take it out. And this is what obviously happened yesterday. Major support breach by a very wide margin. Obviously, the catalyst was the Twitter deal for Elon Musk and worries that Tesla stock is collateralized. Musk might be bringing, you know, Musk might be a little bit tighter for his time with Tesla, all those things playing into that. But that was an epic disaster yesterday. And that was one of the main reasons for the overall market fall, especially on the tech stocks. But bring it back to the two tech stocks that actually matter today. Yeah, Google and Microsoft. You ever watch the Acapulco cliff diving? Do you ever watch that? No, it sounds like fun. Oh, on TV, Spencer, do you ever watch that? No, no, I can't say. Uh, that. This is this is a quick true story, and it's oh, not going to upset anybody. Joel's cliff dive before. You know, this is a, this is appropriate because today is National Storytelling Day, so you have oh. that. Uh, so I'm I'm watching it, you know, watching a little TV with Lisa. This is a couple years ago, and boom! Why will the sports? I don't know if that's still around. They have on the Acapulco cliff diving, right? And a guy gets up there to dive. I know. Him. <laughs> I know Todd Michaels. He uh his dad was a great swim coach, not in Monroe, but in Airy, pretty big rival. His brother, I believe, is um the coach of the Australian national national diving team, and they were great divers. 
and uh, Todd Michaels was in there uh, jumping off a cliff. So I knew someone in the in the. And Lisa's like, "You got to be kidding me!" But, I, I just uh, worry like that you just miscalculated a little bit there, and either go oh, flat man. or your back or. It just sounds kind of scary. So I'm not into cliff diving, which is why I'm not participating in that IWM long here right now. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, tangent. No more tangent, Spencer. No, it's okay. For the rest of the show. Uh, It's okay. We only had one message retracted on your uh, cliff diving story, so I didn't get to see it. But (laughs) I don't know. What was that? What was it? What was it? I don't know. Daniel Padilla retracted his own message. Oh, okay. Uh, No no harm, no foul. Let's go to Alphabet here. That's the call that I listened to yesterday. Uh, Honestly, it was a a fine report. Okay. Was it a blowout? No. But it, it was it mixed, yeah. But it definitely wasn't a horrible. Like it was, it was nowhere near Netflix territory in terms of bad. Uh, their EPS did come in a little bit light, uh, two uh, twenty four dollars and sixty four cents versus a uh, twenty five dollar ninety one cent estimate. The revenue also just a little bit, little bit light, right? Sixty eight point oh one versus sixty eight point one one billion dollars. Um, Cloud revenue uh, came in above estimates. The big miss that people are keying on seems to be YouTube. Um, the their YouTube added revenue uh, came in below seven billion. Estimate was at seven seven and a half billion dollars for that. So uh, YouTube revenue missed, but cloud is okay. Uh, there's so many numbers here always with Alphabet because they're in so many damn businesses. But it, honestly, it was a it was a fine report. Was, was it amazing? No. Was it terrible? Also, no. It was. It was right there in the middle. It was okay. I think I'm still it, long. I'm staying long. Yeah. But obviously, been long this stock since two hundred and fifty dollars. So I'm not. Oh, and the buyback. Here. Sorry, I forgot about the buyback. The seventy billion dollar. Yeah. So they come out. They slightly miss, and then they do the old buyback trick. It's like, well, let's you know help her cause here a little bit. We'll do a buyback for the crappy numbers, so we give you a little silver lining there. I mean, this market doesn't care about silver linings anymore. Before it did, now it doesn't. The split's still coming up. I I don't know. Like, I mean, again, is it Google the kind of stock I want to own? Well, I do own it. So, and I'm not selling it. But, you know, does it have a date with 2000 eventually? I think so. So I'm talking against my book here. But I think eventually it's it could see 2000. It's a kind of market that, you know, there's just not, not much in here, Joel. I mean, go to the levels here. It's not, you want to be a not, hero and no. say this is it, maybe it bounces back. It's a great company. If you're buying it for 10 years from now, I think you make money. But do I think you get it cheaper? I think you do. Yeah, I mean, you had that. We talked about this. Uh, had that just closed week. I think one thing, I think it was just kind of a little victim, too, of just like the market, right? It was like, you know, where we sold off a big reversal day and then we were just moving around. I mean, it probably hit the spoos, but I just think people were just nervous. So that that's why they slammed it down here. Pre-market low, I can't put a ton of significance in it, but it's 22 and a quarter. Uh, maybe put a buy stop at like 20, you know, 2,400 and say, Hey, this shows straight. I'm buying it. But those three daily lows, that's going to be some major resistance. Uh, you're, uh, you're breaking maybe before 2k, uh, 2230 and a quarter Did that, uh, that didn't quite come in this morning. So that's your next monthly low. That's all I'm going to focus on for now. 2230 and a quarter. 
And uh, resistance will be the bottom of yesterday's range. I don't think we're going to see 2383, uh, 24. The upcoming split could help. And I mean, we have got run-ups, but we've got a lot of splits on the table. Amazon, Google, yeah. the other ones. And they haven't been helping their causes here whatsoever. So, um, you know, even Shopify announced a split. And I mean, <laughs> they might have to pull out if the stock keeps going down. <laughs> I don't know what wasn't Shopify like 10, one for ten or something or ten for one. They, they missed the boat. They missed the boat. On they that all trip. did. Really? Yeah, they missed the boat. Tesla they, was Tesla's timing impossible once again. Tesla Apple. got all the benefit of the stock split, but we're in this bear market. Don't kid yourself. You're in a bear market right now. This is what it feels like. You know why? Because your longs are losing money. So I mean, this is the market that we're in here right now. You don't have to question whether oh the spy isn't officially in a bear market because it's down thirteen percent. The numbers twenty. That's stupid. That's that somebody just came up with that on their own. Oh, a bear market is down twenty percent. Uh, correction is down ten percent. <laughs> That's just dumb. You know what kind of market you're in. You can feel the kind of market. So. Um, you know, yes. it, it, it's been in a bear market for a long time. A lot of these growth stocks, some stocks are always in bull markets too. Not all stocks are in bear markets, not but many. We're, we're not many now and they've been hitting the leaders and that's been the turn here. We'll go to Microsoft in a second, but you know, look at Halliburton, look at the oil stocks, look at FCX, Joel. Did you see this? Talk yeah. about from bliss to piss. I mean, Alcoa, same thing. These stocks were hanging out near the highs, near the 52 week highs a week ago. And that stock in the last five trading sessions has lost over 20%. I mean, if you're hiding in commodity stocks, you're starting to get hit there too. So that's what a bear market feels like when there's no place to hide. And that's what's coming. Staples starting to get hit. Those crowded trades that we've been talking about on this show ad nauseum for like months here. Wrong, because they've continued to go higher. The crowded trades are starting to come off a little bit though. So people keep asking, what are you buying? What are you buying? What are you buying? I bought a little bit of Disney in the long-term portfolio yesterday. It brought me from 53% cash. Yes, you know, I was 52% cash, but I went to 53% cash because the 47, 48% of stocks that I had fell 1%. So that's bringing up my cash component there. So it wasn't that I sold anything more. My cash just went up because my stock's going down. My cash is staying steady. But I decided to bring it down, so I added my Disney for the third time. Ooh, brought my cost basis down. Never proud average down. Right out of the playbook of Kathy Wood. But... I believe in Disney. It is now one of the bigger positions in my portfolio. It's 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 above a normal size position. Oh, me too. It started as a half size, then went to a full size. Now it's like a size and a half. Am I down in it? Absolutely. Has my timing been wrong? Absolutely. Do I believe that Disney House of Mouse is going to you know be around here in five to ten years and higher? Yes, I do, and that's why I nibble on a little bit more at Disney. But I'm still sitting at fifty point two percent cash. So not that excited. And everything that I've bought has been the wrong decision. All right. Well, Disney's 4% for me, and that's enough. So I would not be adding more. You're in Disney? It's 4% of your portfolio? Yes. And I would that's enough. I think it's six of mine. Spencer. That's large enough. I don't need to. I think it's about. I never get. When they get more up to Disney, 10 like Apple, I start getting nervous. You might have to disclose it soon, Dennis. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I yeah. more of that. Uh, anyway, um, let, let's go to Microsoft here. I swear I, I've had deja vu this morning. Because if you can, I know it might be hard, but if you can think back to last quarter yep. and Microsoft's earnings report uh, and the and the reaction that the stock had to it, it dropped on the earnings report and then they gave guidance on the call and everyone was like, whoa, that was like the best guidance ever. Psh, mind blown. Well, 
They did the exact same thing yesterday. The stock dropped. Uh, the PR came out. The PR says, we're going to give guidance on the call. The stock drops. The call starts. They give guidance about their cloud. The stock rallies all the way back. So it's the same exact playbook from January. Um, I wish anyway. I would have known that playbook yesterday. Because I, I could have played that playbook. You don't remember that, Dennis? <laughs> no, unfortunately, that. I didn't well, remember you, you know that. What? Microsoft I'll fast forward for you. Conference call what happened ago. after that? Yeah, what happened after that? The stock's gotten killed. Did they get killed? The stock, yeah. They take the money and run. Yep. I'm long Microsoft, too. Man, I'm long a lot of stocks. Long Google. Long Microsoft. Yeah, that's okay. Long Disney. I'm just long everything. But these long-term. Long-term portfolio. I'm probably holding on to my Microsoft. I don't know. Anyway. Should I sell it? I don't know, the, probably, the, but the bottom line on Microsoft was their cloud guidance that the, the guidance they gave during the call, the guidance for the current quarter uh, was uh, what was good. Uh, they're guiding like 46 percent year over year growth, which is right in line, I think, where with where the market was. And frankly, if anything that's not a miss is is a massive victory in, in this environment. So the cloud guidance is strong, but uh, I, I am also interested to see. And didn't denote that Microsoft, the, very, the last time it did this in January, it, it popped. And then what happened in the days and the weeks after that? It, it, yeah, it, it faded. Little hold. So uh, great, great observation, Joel. I got one number. What do you got? 281.11. Why? I'm going to forget that pre-market high. Uh, because 281.11 was your high uh, on Monday. And that was Monday's high. So you're right here. You're hanging out at 280.50. If they really, you know, if they want to run this thing, you know, it's going to be a great, you know, it's going to be a great day for Mister Softy. They'll take. I, I would be very careful here. I'd look at uh, 81.11, and if it holds that, yeah, maybe we get some of this ground back. But uh, I think that's important level. That's what I'm giving it. It's pretty close to here too. So it doesn't clear that, hold that. Um, I think you got some work to do on the downside. Props to Steve Grosso and Guy Adami on Fast Money last night. The stock Disney was trading 265, and they both said on Fast Money that this stock is going to be green by the end of the show. When they said that, it's amazing the influence. The stock bounced four bucks and went green. Like, I mean, they said that, and it literally went up. And then the conference call happened, and then it really blasted off. So, uh, props to Steve Grosso, though. Fantastic call. Um, he, he was absolutely correct, even though obviously a little, a little bit to do with the bounce was him, but I mean, it was the conference call that really made the stock take off. So good anticipation there. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I'm long Microsoft. I'm long Google. I've been in these stocks for a long time. I'm Google for a decade. I've been Microsoft. That's the only stock that I bought in March of 2020. Obviously should have bought a lot more stocks than I'm sticking with that. Um, one, I don't want to pay the tax, but two, you got to own something. I mean, I look at my portfolio, you know, and maybe this is a good exercise, you know, to tell you what is in my portfolio, but I kind of like all the stocks in my portfolio. So it's 50% cash. Do we want to do this? Are you sure. Go for it. I mean, you got a second here now before, yeah. and people have asked for this for a long time, but I'm bringing it up here right now. I got to log in. I'm not, so I don't log into my long-term account. So go and log into the All right. Well, while you do account. that, my, tax, yep. my taxable account is 8% cash. Eight. I'd have a few more. I'd be I'd be very uncomfortable. Even well, yeah, but you're young, so you're a young buck. So I guess it's okay. I just like dry powder in this market. I have. I have eight percent. 
<laughs> I like that. I don't consider 8% dry powder. But anyways, you have a little right. bit of dry powder. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's so a little bit. Okay. So I'm sitting with AbbVie. It's 5%. I'm sitting with Apple, which is still 8.5%, even though I sold part of it, but it just grew so much. I'm sitting with Biogen. I'm sitting with the Qs, which is the biggest portion, which I'm never selling those Qs because my average cost basis is $46.53. So I'm up 761%. And so I'm definitely not selling those Qs. Um, bought those back in the financial crisis. I'm sitting with a EWJ ETF, which has been kind of not great, Ooh. but I'm up in it. I'm still up in it because I bought it like 10 years ago, but it's definitely been an underperformer. Ooh. Sitting with LHX, which is L3 Harris. We all know that one. Um, I'm up 826% in that one. I'm sitting with Marvel Technology, which has not been that great as of late, but I'm still sitting up with them. Um, I'm sitting with MasterCard, which we know I sold two-thirds of my MasterCard position, uh, but I'm not selling the rest of it probably. I'm sitting with Merck, Microsoft, Nucor still, Pfizer, SunPower. Uh, it's a, it, I'm still up in it, but Take-Two, Interactive. And then if I go into my other long-term account, there's two of them. Same with some dogs in this one. So those are those are the that's the good stories. So and then I got my long-term, I got AMD, dog. Uh I got You still got that thing? AMD's been AMD, a dog yeah. for a I bought it in the long-term account, Joel. It's been a dog for a couple of months. It's been for two months. It's in long term. I got Dog Ballard Power. I sold half of it. Shouldn't I should have sold it all. Canadian company talked into it. Horrible. A uh, bag holding Bombardier for like ever. I should get rid of that thing too. What's the symbol on that one? DVD.B in Canada. That's a dog of all dogs. I'm sitting with like on this account, like half of them are dogs. Like dogs. Like bow, is that, wow, is wow. that Laura's account? Yeah. <laughs> CAE is a Canadian company. A lot of Canadian companies because Canadian money, right? So CAE, not the CAE US. It's C... Oh, man. I don't even remember what it is uh, in, in the US. I think it does trade. Maybe it is CAE. Maybe it's the same company. Yeah, it is CAE, I think. Same with CAE. Cameco, which is a newer one, and I've actually tried to sell it a couple times here, and I think I've been stuck. I think I'm caught in this thing. Now I'm going to have to sell that. Ethereum, I have a small piece of Ethereum left, very small. That's an ETF. That's why I can hold it in my registered account. CIBC is Canadian Bank, CM. The Coinbase, the small half size position of Coinbase was a terrible buy. Terrible. That's literally 1% of the portfolio now because it's been absolutely annihilated. General Motors is a small piece now. I've sold most of it. I've got that Hive blockchain. We talked about that. Um, that's down now. I actually sold half of it, thank goodness, when it over doubled. So I'm kind of playing with the house's money, but it's come down. I have a small position iRobot, which is just a speculative position. You know the JP Morgan that I just oh. bought last week? I've got that one in there. We've got Micron. I'm down, and I just bought that one too. You got a, you got a lot of stocks, man. You got a you got, we know. yeah, but the names in there, I don't mind. Like, there's a couple of dogs in there, but for the most part, like the majority of the money is in like pretty solid companies. Qualcomm still in there, and the House of Mouse. So that's that's pretty much. I got a couple of preferred stocks too, but those are boring, yeah. so I don't know about those. No. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, that's my long term portfolio. What Let's, am I missing? Am I, di- am, I, am I diversified? Are I supposed to ask that? And you're supposed to answer? Well, am I diversified? You Well, actually, yeah, because you do own some of the, the international stuff, which, which you're not supposed to because it underperforms so much. But uh, 
Yeah, you own international, which makes you. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I you own all stock. Well, no, you don't even own all stocks because you own Ethereum too. So, uh, yeah, but the Ethereum is. You've got multiple. What's the Ethereum? Uh, Ethereum is one point zero four percent of the portfolio of yeah, of right. the one of right. the one portfolio because I have two accounts. So when you look at the other one, then it's like you know a fraction of. A I don't know. I, I I would I would check. You know, think about geography. Think about market cap size, large, mid, small. But it seems think about sectors. Yeah. Seems a diverse. Here's stock. a question from Pedro: Is it better to hold all those stocks or just buy spy QQQ? <laughs> Probably better just to buy spy or QQQ, but this is more fun. This is fine. Yeah, spy QQQ it, isn't right? as fun. Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason. This is kind of more fun because I told you I own so many stocks. When the market's up one percent, my account's kind of up one percent. When the market's down one percent, my account's down one percent. So you're absolutely right. If you want to just go the old-fashioned way, I probably should just own Spy QQQ, but it's not as fun. Okay, wait. uh, What kind of person are you? Are you the kind of person that goes to Subway and orders? off the like uh you know one of their their specials or do you make your own sandwich dennis is the guy that makes his own sandwich he he's customizing and and, and what I he went ends, to sandwich and, school and, of and, course. And, what, and what he ends up with uh, uh sorry I'll, I'll repeat because we i, I guess we we froze on youtube what, what i just said oh. was um what what kind of a person are you? Are you the kind of person that goes to Subway and customizes everything, or do you just order one of the, the specials on the menu? Because Dennis orders, he customizes everything, but he ends up with something that's more or less what was already on the menu, right? So it just depends what kind of person you are. Um, but I, I prefer to order what is already already up there. Um, hence why I like the ETFs. Let's go to back to the individual stocks here. Um, so many earnings reports. Uh, last night, this morning, tonight, uh, Facebook is the big one today. Facebook and uh, uh, Facebook, Qualcomm, and PayPal all report tonight. Those are your big ones. Um, I, I don't know, Joy, if you want to bring up. Uh, oh man, uh, metaphor us here. I mean, I was, it got killed off its last report. I mean, what it took out support. It's down another seven sticks today. Is yeah. that just? Off the Google report? Uh, well, it's kind of with the overall market, though, is it not? I mean, well, the market's the market's up. The spoons are up. This is down four percent. Oh, 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 oh! It was, it was last night. Yeah, it, it was off of it was off, off of, the Google. Wow, I one fifty. Get your bids out there. Maybe not one fifty, but get your bids out there at uh, one fifty one. One fifty eighty three is your next monthly low. Okay. Uh, I have, uh, oh, and full disclosure, I have a little bit of Facebook in my kids' RESP. So I guess I didn't. I went through my stuff. I didn't go through my RESP. So I do have a little bit of Facebook. I guess my kid does. And and they're bag holding. (laughs) (laughs) Your kids Because they just bought it about a month ago. Yeah. Um, The the kids have diamond hands. Let's go to. The kids have diamond hands. The kids have never sold anything before, I don't think. I've had that RESP. I don't think I've ever sold anything out of their account. Not a loss to you. So let's go to. uh, Their diamond hands. Let's go to Visa. Visa reported last night. EPS beat a buck 79 versus a buck 65. Sales also beat uh, 7.2 billion versus 6.8 billion dollar estimate. Uh, Uh, Look at Visa this morning. 215. Wow. Um, if and I have Mastercard too. I would say on both these stocks. If I didn't, if I if I didn't want, to, I don't want to realize it. the gain of Mastercard, but I'd sell. Yeah, I'd sell Visa too into this. 
I mean, yeah. this is the murky Southern rep. I just, mean, it's I mean, geez, five move. Two thirteen thirty five. We're up there. We're hanging in there. If two thirteen thirty five is not good for you, then two sixteen fifty six better be because uh, that was your high on the twenty second, and that's it. Coming back on the downside. Ooh, top of yesterday's range could be support at two hundred eight fifty six. What? Well, let's go to GM now. That was the other big one from last night, right? General Motors. Bag holding that. Uh, e- EPS beat sales. Uh, sales missed a little bit there. Uh, they gave guidance. Uh, EPS guidance for this fiscal year. That was there's a very big range, and the estimate was right in the middle of that range. So we'll call it in line. Um, they said there is still volatility in the semiconductor supply chain. They expect. Uh, supply chain problems uh, to, or, or sorry, despite supply chain problems, they expect to make 25 to 30% more cars this year than they did last year. Um, talked about their reservations for their specific trucks. I, I, I don't know. These, these trucks are getting so expensive that I can't imagine. I feel like if, if we get to a point where we do go into a recession and people start pull back on their spending, Trucks are going to be the first to we, go, right? We just had this conversation yesterday. Yeah. All right, fine. You're this right. This is exact conversation. conversation. I'm with you, man. This is why I sold my Ford and sold two-thirds of my GM position. I kept a little bit just in case I'm wrong. But I think talking against my book here again, I think there's bad times ahead for all the automakers because this is a luxury to buy a new vehicle. And I think people aren't going to have the money to buy new vehicles. And I think people are looking at this and saying, I don't want to pay $90,000 for pickup. We already went through this conversation. So demand destruction right there. Automotives. I don't want to own really any of them. 3760. It did uh, break that um, in the uh, after hours trading. It's still holding up. That's what that's the only thing you're leaning on here. Uh, It's up 26 cents. You did have some pops. They've been they've been sold. So if you think that the low of the move is in, yeah, well, you're risking uh, 60, 70 cents. Um, after that, uh, you probably have a date with thirty four twenty three is my next monthly support. I mean, you can, you're not going straight cheap. there. There yeah. is an EV story coming, but there is a recession coming first. That's you know what, understand. Dennis? How about I just want to uh, move away here for a second, but. So then you should be super bearish Tesla because they're expensive cars. Yeah, right? I've been super bearish Tesla forever, but it's been wrong. I'm st- okay. I've never got on the Tesla bull train. I've been wrong about Tesla since birth. <laughs> Actually not true because when everybody's saying it's going under, I had puts written on it. So I did profit from the initial run. I uh, remember I had the 100 puts, which would be after the five for ones, it'd be equivalent of 20 puts. Me and Jeremy Newsom were short all those puts just saying, eh. Eventually, I think the stock is not, I don't think it's going to zero. So that was the non-bankruptcy bet, and that worked. But I did not foresee a 1,000% up move in Tesla. So you have been absolutely correct. You're in Tesla still. Have you sold any? It's just a small. It's it's got to be not small anymore. I don't sell. It started small. It went up 1,000%. I don't don't sell, unfortunately. I don't sell. I don't sell. You sold Twitter. I did. 
I did because I, I just don't like the price action and the, the risk reward right now. I've had it forever. I've been looking for, you know, I sold a, a good chunk at 55 before it dropped and then it dropped and I had the old regret and then it came back up and I don't know the deal's going through, you know, I mean, I don't know why the deal wouldn't go through. Right. But man, the risk, these risk arbs are not, you know, they're not stupid. And, uh, no, they're not. I don't know what, you know, if Tesla goes to 750, does he still want to do the deal? I mean, you know, or 700. There's so there's a billion dollars. Got to pay a billion bucks if you get out. That's a drop in the bucket for Musk. Yeah, there's not, lots I mean, of outs. There's account. always an out. Here's the difference between Musk buying Twitter and some company doing due diligence and you know analyzing the financials for months before pulling the trigger. There's been not a lot of due diligence here. He just this society starts <laughs> buying Twitter, and then he's like, ah, oh, why don't I just buy the whole company? I mean, this is his thought process. I highly doubt. So he might come across something he, he doesn't like, and he could potentially pull the deal. He might just wake up and change his mind, and there'll be a way to get out of it. Don't kid yourself. Lawyers can get you out of these deals, so don't think anything is firm. You pay the, pay the been, billion bucks. Yeah, there's yeah exactly, and they pay a billion bucks instead of 44 billion bucks. So if everything starts collapsing and stuff around, and he's like, ah, I don't know, and Tesla stock's going down, I feel a little bit strapped. Maybe this was a bad decision. He could pull this deal. And the risk arbs are pricing that in. And that's why there's an 8 9% discount on this. Uh, some of it the time value of money, but mostly just because it's Musk. And this is a little bit of an, a wild card and an unknown. If the deal goes through, you get 5420 If the deal doesn't go through, Twitter stock will 30. be under $30. That is where I will say it will go. Yeah. So I, I'm still, I'd be scared. I don't think, I don't think that 9% upside is worth it. I don't think it's worth the risk. Yeah, I, I, I this is the part where I disclosed that I bought a little bit of Twitter yesterday, only because you know when the stock was at fifty one, I couldn't care less. But then it got to fifty, and I thought oh, I can make eight percent here, uh, assuming the deal goes through. But it would be karmic justice if I, I, I think there's, I think there's a good chance you're going. <laughs> if get I bought it and then it didn't go through, that would be karma. <laughs> Uh, Spencer, I think there's a good chance. I think there's a a lot better than 50-50 chance you're going to get that 8%. I just don't know if it's like 80% chance you're going to get that 8%. And I think, you know, when you analyze that this probably does go under 35 and maybe even under 30 if the deal doesn't go through, that's why the risk arbs are putting this discount on. So I, I, I won't argue with you. I mean, there's 8% is 8%. I do lots of risk arbitrage. This one's got me a little nervous, though. I I'm going to look today. There are a couple of like these like newfangled like betting platforms that they, they would have betting markets for like kind of like random stuff. I want to see if there's a market for what are the odds that this deal actually happens. I know the market is. It's called I think someone threw said sixty-seven percent in there. Sixty-seven percent. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. How, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> it's, it's certainly lower than I would have hoped for. He's unknown. Uh, He's a wild card. Very, very unknown. Yeah, that's why I'm just. Is it no touchy for me? No touchy. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's do a couple more here, and then we'll get Rob freezing on. Let's take a look at Chipotle. LAC. Okay, Let the fine. Americas. I'm grabbing it from the chat L- right there. LAC. Yeah, because this stock has come all the way down. Like you talk about going from bliss to piss again. April 4th makes a new high, new 52-week high, maybe oh, even a new all, very close to an all-time high, at least back on the charts. I don't know how far it goes back, but, you know, back a long way. So. Pretty close to an all-time high. That was literally three weeks ago. In three weeks, we just went from the 52-week, you know, high, and now we're retesting 
you know, the, the not the 52-week low, but the six-month low. Amazing uh, pullback. Great support down here, 23 to 24. We will need lithium. We are going EV. Again, this company doesn't make money, though. So that scares me a little bit. I do own some LTHM. Yeah, me too. Um, and that's coming into great support too at twenty. So you got some stock. You got some support here for these two stocks. Ooh. And they got good stories, but the valuations, you know, are tough because it doesn't make money. Uh, a la Kramer. Uh, wait, I, I have a quick question about Visa. Uh, is because I know we did already, but is Visa a reopening play in Mastercard? Are, are yeah, those, I think so. Are those reopening plays? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. Cool. I, I think a little bit. Cool, cool, cool. All right. There's people just buy stuff, and it's online. I mean, yeah, you can use your PayPal or your other payment methods, but I tell you, my wife's online. We use our MasterCard. Yeah. So, I mean, Visa MasterCard, we can talk about disruptive technology all we want, and, oh, a firm is going to put them out of business. Well, you know what? I don't think it's the case anymore. One, does the buy now, pay later model even work? Because we got to start questioning, you know, it was, you know, when the stock was like $100 and they came out and said that half of their accounts were like, wasn't it? Then they come out and say like half the accounts were behind on their payment or whatever. Or yeah, something the, like, like yeah, that's craziness. Yeah. So, I mean, you're starting a business where half of your customers potentially can't pay. <laughs> Sold to you. Yeah. All it right. Was a cool story for a while, though. Let's bring on today's guest, uh, Rob Friesen uh, from uh, Bright Trading and from StockOdds.net. Get him on the show right now. Rob, looking snazzy this morning. What's up? I always dress up for you guys. I mean, well, we appreciate that. Take my hat off to you guys. But it's mystockodds.com. Let's uh, promote that. Mystockodds.com. And I'm going to drop the the stockodds.net is the database side. But if people want to actually consume and subscribe, uh, then go to mystockodds.com. I I just dropped the link in in, in all of our chats here for everyone to check it out. And it's in the description. So Uh, you take the quantitative approach to the markets, which I take as well here, Rob. I mean, you're not a big technician. You're more looking from quantitative data to try to predict the next move here. Um, let's throw you under the bus here and, you know, let's try, you know, can, can we try, <laughs> can we throw you right under the bus here and just like, you know, let, let's look here under the hood and tell well, tell us what you think about the overall market. First of all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, I like it. <laughs> I like it. What? You're a buyer here? You're buying stocks here? No, no Dennis, you're getting what he, he likes it because it's volatile. 
He doesn't yeah. like it because yeah, he, he thinks it's going there, up there, and down. Now, there, granted, there there is a lot of disruption in today's market, um, a lot of factors that can mess with uh, any quantitative approach, even even stat arb to some degree, even even the tightest relationships can get messed with. So um, but but the key is that there's been a correlation between volatility and production, volatility and how much traders generally make. And uh, that's what I'm always excited about is when when we start getting over 18, 19, 20 on the VIX, uh, I see traders earnings going up and up and up. And that excites me. I love when people can draw money and, and uh, you know, get paid for what they do. So so I, I like the I like the markets. Um, I'm not a bull. I'm not a bear. Um, could really care less whether the market's up or down in a given day, especially when you have so many options to trade, you know, hedged or, you know, you can be market neutral, even macro neutral if you want. So talk about, you know, an obvious a lot of people and you get newer traders in the market, they can't understand the concept of, you know, just not having an opinion on the market. They think it's they're going to make a bet. They look at the market like I'm going to come in. I'm, I'm bullish the stock. I'm going to buy it. If it goes up, I'm going to make well, money. If it goes down, I'm going to lose money. Um, you know, everybody thinks you got to make calls, you know, on the market to make money. And I, yeah, I've yeah. said this all the time. It's fun yeah, to make calls. Yeah. It's fun to be right. But my bread and butter comes from that quantitative approach that you're taking. And right. I trade market neutral as well, meaning I'm unbiased. You know, I'm making individual calls on individual stocks. But I'm not trying to guess whether the stock market's going up or down in most cases. You know, making, make, making calls are part of the human seduction. Like we like, we like to be right. Um, you know, especially when we argue with our wives, we like to be right. Right, Dennis? Um, and never, so never right on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, we also like to predict. Right. And so that's the seduction of, of even charts is, is your mind tends to extrapolate what's going to happen next. And, and uh, you know, I love when I can get people uh, away from the crutch of, of charts and look at things based on, you know, what's the fundamental reason for a pattern or what is the what is the subsequent performance from that pattern? When you look at this particular setup, you know, what has it done in the past every time it's done that? So I like to get people into the the data side of the business and it's not perfect. It's all probability based, um, but I think it's a, a better step towards a career. Um, I don't have a problem with having a bias on the market, taking, you know, making a choice and say today's going to be a, a bullish day or a bearish day. But you have to have your if then statements and your your, you know, your plan B in place, because uh, if if you want to take that bet, that's great. You can make outsized returns if if you can press on a bullish day. But what happens when it fails? What happens when it's wrong? Um, having your hedges um, and, and, and not waiting till things are a disaster before your hedge, you know, that, that never works. There was a commercial once uh, uh, that played for quite a while. And it was like, they're in a restaurant and it's like the market's, uh, oh, the market's going down. Pause for a minute here while I make my hedging bets. Well, that's kind of too late when things are already a disaster and then you want to hedge. Now you're going to lose money on both sides. So hedging is part of a, a, a natural progression where you you have your bias you know you create your if-then statements and it's like and eh, we're on the fence it's not working i'll hedge right at that point you have very minimal losses if any 
you know, it'd be like, it'd be like this. I could go, you know, say out of the gate this morning, I could take, you know, a, a big position in uh, TQQQ, right? It's a triple leverage. I could, I could hit it. If I'm wrong, right, I'm going to get cooked. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, you could have a, a, a basket of stocks that you go long and use, you know, SQQQ as a hedge right away. And if it's working, then sort of unwind it and let your stocks rip. You know, same thing with S&P 500 stocks. We, we're producing the top 10 list, right? Uh, yeah. Hey, Rob, let's let's go into that. And uh, uh, let, let's talk about that, because stock odds, there's a lot of components to it. There's a lot of hedging. And, you know, if one thing people people like to to get something simple, look what to buy, look what to sell. Tell us about it and uh, and what you're working on here. I, th I, think, uh, well, I think the crowd's really going to like this. The, the web screener and the API allow someone to curate both long ideas, short ideas for multiple time frames. Open the close, overnight, three days, five days, 10 days, whatever, monthly. Um, so you can go in and you can come up with 50 long ideas, 50 short ideas. And I like the balance of long and short ideas at the same time rather than just taking a, a, a long only approach. However, Many people don't short. Um, in fact, I've had a lot of conversations recently where at some of these broker dealers, they're not being able to even get locates on XLE or locates on XLF. I mean, they can't get short any of this stuff. Um, if you're in Europe and you're trading CFDs, uh, well, great. You can go long short anytime you want with anything because a, a contract for difference is a different kettle of fish. But um you know, for equities traders, it can be tough to get the locates when you want. So um, there has been requests for, can you guys just produce lists of ideas for the day? And I think this is what people want, that they want to listen to this show. They listen to, you know, other talking heads because they want ideas. So here's an idea of 10 S&P stocks that have odds for the day um, that should from open to close perform adequately. Um, if the market ripped up, the entire list would probably underperform the SPY because the SPY is highly weighted in tech and um, we're using a diversified approach. So let me rattle off some of them for today just so you have an idea, okay? So there's Abbott Labs, uh, you know, healthcare, Dollar General, consumer discretionary, uh, Chubb Financials, uh, IFF is International Flavors that's and Fragrances, that's Materials. MasterCard is obviously Information Technology. Microsoft is Information Technology. I know it had earnings, but this is quantitatively produced, so it's not vetted. None of this is vetted. Your job, if you're subscribing to the list, is to vet and say, you know what, I'm not willing to buy Microsoft up you know, three and a half or so percent, maybe, maybe I'll wait for a pullback or whatever. That's your job. News Corp, A, communications, PXD is Pioneer Natural Resources, that's energy. Uh, SRE is uh, Sempra Energy, uh, and, and, but that's actually in the utilities uh, category in the sector. Uh, CSX is industrials. So we have nine out of 11 sectors represented. Sometimes it'll be seven out of 11. Sometimes it'll be, 
Uh, um, we go to a maximum of four per sector, but usually it's quite broad. It's, um, and again, it's derived from the stats and there's no human vetting going on. Does that make sense? So how do you like, okay, you listed off those 11 names. Where do those come from? Well, that's Rob? 10 like, names, yeah. yeah. Those 10 names. You've listed off those 10 names. Where do those come from? Like what quantitative inputs are coming out to give you those outputs of those names? That's a gr great question. So um, what it is, is, is what it has done in the past, every time it's fallen into a bin from a signal. So let's give you an example. If somebody likes RSI and, they, and they're a frequent trader, so they might use an RSI 2 rather than a 14, or they like uh, Bollinger Bands and it's proximity to the Bollinger Band, percent B, and it's fallen to the lower Bollinger Band or, or the upper Bollinger Band. So every time it's done that, it's fallen into that statistical bin of that indicator, RSI, percent B, momentum, CCI, whatever, whatever the indicator is, what has happened in the subsequent time frame of open to close? So I'll give you an example. If, if uh, Chubb moved yesterday from open to close and had a particular performance, what happens the next day open to close on average? That's one part of it. If, our, if it fell into an RSI of say 20, what happens every time it's done that in the past, what happens the next day? Open the close. So we're trying to give you granular ideas like here's a list of things that are, you know, statistically derived that can perform for the day, no guarantees. Um, but you can then look at the list and go, you know what, that that one is pretty good. That's I, that falls into what sector I would like to trade. And then you have your hedges. You know, if you're trading um, healthcare, you can use XLV. If you're trading a chub, you know, you could use XLF. Um, things like that. Now, again, there can be problems with the locates on even ETFs. Um, if you if you want, you can do this. Go, you say, how much. Uh, just sort of broad S&P are there, not sort of sensitive to technology. And then you could hedge with SDS it's, uh, or SH. Those are the inverse, 1X SH, 2X is SDS. So you could buy the list and then buy your hedge at the same time. So the argument would be, will the list outperform the hedge? Okay. If you have some technology in there, maybe we have an exposure of four technology stocks, let's say, then you could use your SQQQ, which is a triple. It doesn't take much capital then to cover those technology stocks. And again, you'd be hedged. And the beautiful thing is you could trade around a core position, meaning that you've got your long basket on. And then you can change your weightings of your hedges based on the volatility of the market. You know, if we have we have a big move down, uh, the stocks will probably all go down. Um, you know, on on average, most of them would go with the market, and hopefully they perform better than the market. 
And then, you know, your hedge has performed really well. And maybe you want to lighten up a bit of your hedge. Let the stocks come back. Reestablish a bit of your hedge. You know, with these rolls that we're getting in the market when the, you know, VIX is over 25. I mean, it's, it's amazing, amazing during the day. So changing your weightings of your hedge can really help your performance. How do we get the list? Like, so you've talked about this list. How do we, where do we go? Like we go, my stock odds, bring us to the list. Can we show it? Is uh, Spencer, show Spencer, Spencer yeah, it's, like... it's right at the top there. Like can when you, you show hit mystockodds.com, yeah. it says. Spencer can take over and show it. Yeah. Yeah. When you hit my stock, it's right at the top says uh, top 10 list. So we're going, because of the requests that we've had and the, and the challenges that people have, like if you're very sophisticated, you're coming from a, in, uh, you know, a desk already, you're probably uh, well suited for, um, uh, you know, going to the web screener and using the API and curating a lot of ideas for yourself. Right. And so um, if you, if you're, if you're fairly new or you're struggling with that education process, you know, subscribing to this list can be a good starting point. We are is, going is to there be a cost? Curating. Is there a cost, Rob, to subscribe to the list? Yeah, it's about a dollar a day uh, on average for these things. So not, Spencer, not gonna, uh, less, than a cup of, less than a cup of coffee a day for sure. Um, well, with inflation, we don't know, right? Huh. Okay. Um, but uh, there's going to be lots of we're having this is our, our S&P 500 list. Then we have coming out soon will be our NASDAQ 100 list and then our Russell uh, 2000 top 20 list for the Russell 2000. Um, and then we have uh, the best divergence from seasonality list. Um, and then we have other other sort of research lists that you can have where there's a lot of ideas presented, but you have to kind of cull through them and, and, and select them. But um, I think even if we take the S&P 500, the NASDAQ 100 and the Russell 2000 lists, that's going to arm you guys with a tremendous amount of information, you know, for this starting point. So um, basically the way to use it is take, um, uh, you know, take Chubb, for example, uh, odds are 64.06 um, of performing at an average of positive 0.405%. So that's the average that has occurred after Chubb has had the event that it had yesterday. Okay. Microsoft, you know, is already beating the performance in terms of gapping up. So, uh, and it's had earnings, but it had odds today. And, and again, stock odds did not know in the data that Microsoft has earnings last night after the close. It doesn't know that, but it knows how it performed yesterday. And it says, based on that, today is an up day. Odds are 64.08 uh, for an up move. And uh, again, performance is the average 0.354. It's already exceeding that on a gap basis. But now, once it opens, will it continue to climb? That's what stock odds is saying from the open, that it still has that potential to go up. But again, it's not a guarantee. And what time is the list uh, available to people that uh, um, We're up? guaranteeing it two hours before the open, but uh, it's usually done at uh, around 
one o'clock a.m. Eastern time. So, you know, that's when it's usually done. Again, it's not uh, it's not vetted. You need to say, you know, I'm interested or not interested in taking any of the stocks on the list. Uh, they're for ideas. They're for you to have a plan B in terms of hedging. Um, but here's the beautiful thing. I'm not. Dennis knows me. OK, Joel, you know me. You know that I like long and short ideas at the same time, all the time, right? Yeah. This this is for people to, you know, be able to start to enter this world of statistically driven data, uh, to have something that's easy and simple to say, here's, here's the long only stocks for today. Um, and it's your responsibility to vet and to hedge if you want to, um, because here's an example. Yesterday, the list was down about the same as the S&P 500. Okay, so the entire list as a group was down the same. Okay, I'd like the list to slightly beat the S&P no matter what it does so that you have alpha. But if you hedged, right, depending on which instruments you use to hedge, you were either break even or positive. So imagine this, if we could take 20 trading days in the month and if the market was up huge, open to close, you probably underperform uh, on those days. If the market's down huge, you know, you break even or you might beat based with, with a, what hedging you choose. Um, and for the choppy days, you perform better than the market. So the goal is to help people not get absolutely shellacked on the bad days and that generally comes through hedging so and uh, we're going to go over this at 10 30 uh rob uh okay. rob and i every day at 10 30 a.m uh do a pre-market prep with stock odds and uh we'll go over the ones for today rob and uh and see see how they performed in the market. But what what I think it's good is it just it gets people to look at both sides yeah. of the markets. And I think one thing in this current market environment to be able if you know to have longevity to be able to look at both sides of the markets and look at the probabilities and stuff. I think especially in this market, if we ever go to a super prolonged bear market, you know. Uh, it would be really useful. So, uh, can, I, Rob, can I throw out another another thing? We're also coming out with sympathy based uh, lists. Uh, sympathy Trader is uh, one of our other um, entities that is producing uh, some things uh, for you guys shortly. Here, uh, it'll be available as again a web screener and API, so you can um, use it. But just to give you an example, based on how much Google is down from close to open uh, and based on how much Microsoft is up close to open, uh, the sympathy product is saying that Qualicum, for example, has a good score. Odds are favorable. Average performance for the Microsoft relationship is 2.48%. For the Google relationship is 1.92%. Uh, so basically, from open to close today, roughly 2% or more performance on Qualicum because of that relationship with both of those stocks. Now, that doesn't mean that there's there's a, you know, overlap in terms of business or this or that. It's just saying that on average, 
when these stocks move, when Google moves down, Qualcomm moves up. When uh, Microsoft moves up, Qualcomm moves up. There are other uh, stocks like Teams that Microsoft is is sympathy to and things like that. So um, that would be a, a great product for you guys, both on the list generation that we'll have, as well as your ability to curate the database for yourself. Because, I mean, that's that's really our goal is to help produce career traders, people that can use the data for themselves. But it's a great way to get started just you know, here's a list. Here's some ideas. So I, I dropped the link to the list in the chat. Uh, it's also in the description of this video. Uh, Rob, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, today. Rob. Love you guys. Thanks pleasure. a lot. Appreciate it. Um, let's look at Spotify real fast. Yeah, what's going on with Spotify? Yeah, let this be a, a warning for everyone that um, – and actually, Microsoft, it was the exact same way. We talked about that already, right? Earnings report can come out. A stock can do one thing, and then on the conference call – they can do something completely different, okay? Because they can give more news, more color on the conference call that was not in the earnings report. That appears to have been, been the case with Spotify this morning because the earnings were out a couple hours ago, but the conference <laughs> call is going on right now. I'm guessing they gave some guidance uh, on the call, either as it pertains to 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 uh, you know the impact from from the war in Ukraine uh, or otherwise, because there's no other reason why the stock would 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 fall you know, $10 in the span of a couple of minutes yeah, while the call is ongoing. Strong. So uh, for what it's worth, uh, the, the earnings, I'll, I'll give you those. They were fine. Um, EPS beat, sales beat, uh, monthly active users came in uh, above estimates. Uh, no impact. If you guys can think all the way back to a couple months ago to that whole Joe Rogan controversy, there was no impact from that on, on the business at all, uh, as I had kind of expected. Um, but it appears that they're giving guidance on the call. The guy market is not like that. I mean, company doesn't make money. I mean, it, it, Kramer, you know, we can love him and hate him. He's been saying this for a while. Right now, this market doesn't like companies that don't make money. It's, he's absolutely correct. I mean, you keep seeing the stocks that are getting hammered every single day. And it's the companies with nosebleed PEs or that are unprofitable. And I don't know when Spotify is projected to make money, but it used to just be, oh, grow the top line in the market where we reward you. We saw that for years. And that is not the case in 2022. It's now show me the money or I'm, I'm, I'm going to show myself the exit. And I mean, if you're in these stocks, these nosebleed peas and saying, well, how low can it go? They can go a lot lower. All time low, 103.26. We That's did. It. We're yeah, there. Yeah, right there. And we did dip under 100. So, all right, I'm going to hop golden, on. Guys. Golden rule, Wait. too. Golden rule. When stocks are making new all time lows, you got to go. Before you go, I just make a new all-time low. I, I have a quick announcement. I I've forgotten to do this like three days in a row. It's pissing me off. So I want to say this now. I'm, uh, I haven't mentioned this on the show yet, but a couple weeks ago, an old friend of of Benzinga of Premarket Prep, uh, Alan Brockstein, was in a bicycle accident. He's what? doing. Uh, he's got a GoFundMe page now. I'm going to drop the link to the page in oh the chat gosh. right now. Uh, this happened a couple weeks ago. I I, I only is he it. okay? Is he okay? He, he's He's, I mean, he's in the hospital. Oh my um, gosh! And so I'm, I just dropped the link to his GoFundMe. I just, I didn't know about this GoFundMe oh. until, until this week. So we love Alan. Uh, we love Alan Brockstein. Uh, he was in a, a rather serious bicycle accident. So I just put the link to his GoFundMe in the chat. Uh, if you all want to donate, uh, you know, obviously that it's, it's your prerogative to do so. But I want to put it out there because he's a he's a longtime friend of the show and uh, and a friend of Benzinga, and we are. 
uh, certainly wishing him uh, a speedy recovery. Uh, but bicycle accidents, I mean, can be very serious. As you, uh, anyone knows, he rides, rides a bike. I mean, th- those things move fast. So, wow. Um, uh, so there's the link again uh, to 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 the um, Alan's uh, GoFundMe page. Yeah, uh, help and us out and get better, Alan, real soon. For for sure, for sure. Uh, guy is probably uh, not probably for my money. He's the best cannabis analyst there is on the oh, street. Yes, he's um, so uh, we'll keep you informed um, if I. Uh, if I know more, uh, but I'm sure he would appreciate some well wishes on Twitter um, and and the like. And uh, I forgot I forgot to do that yesterday, and I really upset myself. So I'm put, I'm putting it in there now. Um, on that positive note, um, that is our show for the day. We were not able to cover nearly as many tickers as I would have hoped for. So what I'm going to do is uh, go on over to live trading with Ryan Zunaid. Uh Mitch is still out for the day, so I'll, I'll be subbing in for him there. And we're going to cover. I'm going to run through, like, I'm just going to rip them, man. I'm just going to rip, like, through every single earnings report. I'm going to go over the, the top line, the bottom line, and the initial reactions. And I'm going to do that coming up right now because we covered, like, eight stocks today. And there was, like, 100 stocks reporting. So, uh, if you haven't already, do me a solid and smash that like. I'd appreciate it. And I'll see you guys over on Live Trading with Benzinga starting in a couple minutes. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.